podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, this is Emil Heskey and you're listening to the guys on Coppen Fracas. The best word I can say but uh, we'll describe this was <laughs> Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Cop and Fracas. I'm your host Julian and tonight I'm joined by three, I'm going to say veterans of the pot now, but even Naomi, you're, you're a veteran now, you're putting too much work on the Patreon to not be Manny, our good luck charm, new signing of the year and glam the ever present. How are you guys? How are you feeling? Great. Good. Yeah, very good man, doing well these days. You know, I, I, did, I didn't want to um, pick you guys out to say how you're feeling individually because I just wanted it to be an open pod because I, I, I'm at the point now where I can't just be given saying, oh, first, first it's you and you and you and you because, you know, we're, 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 all, we're all veterans now. We're all part of the pod, so we can just get stuck right into it. But before we do, uh, I just want to promote the Patreon. And on the Patreon, we've done quite a few things over the last couple of weeks. We've had, of course, our post-matches, post-matches and our weekend previews. But of course, we've added the mid-season award, which myself and Naomi was on, giving out some awards to our um, amazing players throughout the season. Some surprises on there. Can't tell you what um, who we gave awards to. That's for you to sign up and find out. There was the DM conversation as well, and the DM question, sorry, which had Naomi, Peter and Ish on there um, as well. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of content on there for you to for you guys to dig in for. So it's from three pounds a month, so get signed up and and just dig into more content. Um, also, if you want more content, more cop and content at the moment, even right now, um, Fahi Mush and Ish are on cop and carnage with Grizz Khan, and yeah, they're just, they're live streaming right now, giving you more content. So hey, man, check us all out on all those platforms. But anyway, um. Let's get stuck into the 4-0 victory away at Bournemouth. I'm I'm really impressed with that result. Um, really happy going away with that result. Um, I want to see how you guys feel. So before we get into the game, I just want to know how you got how you guys felt going into the game. So I'm gonna start with you, Manny, since you were the first one in. Um, how was you feeling going into the game? Especially with um our last game being the League Cup game, which was like eleven days before. We had um, Connor Bradley starting at right back over Trent, who mm. picked up a knee injury. Um, so, how was you feeling going into the game? Yeah, confident. I'd say, man. I'd say I went to the game feeling confident. I think the team, the lineup was uh, just what I expected. I think I predicted pretty much the whole eleven, so uh, that was no surprise. And yeah, obviously they was in good form as well, so it wasn't going to be an easy game like by any fee. I was obviously giving them, a, I gave them a lot of praise anyway uh, last week when we kind of mini previewed the game. Um, but I still thought that we would have too much for them. And yeah, we proved to have too much for them in the end. So yeah, I think um, we just had a really good vein of form and we're really starting to pick up, be more consistent um, and, and dominate games um, like we did before, you know? So it just, there's no reason not to feel confident before every game at the moment, just like it used to be, you know? So it's really good times, you know? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, I think, I think 
going into this game, you know, the 11 day break, it's nice for us to actually have those kind of breaks after that um, Christmas period. And I think um, in the past, we may have felt like it may have not have done us well, you know, going into because we're a team that lacks momentum. But it looks like the break was nice and refreshing. And especially with it, the last game being a League Cup game, which isn't as intense as a Premier League game. You can only, and, and we've done very well in that game too, and the game before that, and we're in good form, top of the league, of course. You can only go into it with um, positive feelings. Glam, how was you feeling? Um, of course, because your favourite player, Mohamed Salah, is away at AFCON, which we'll get into. <laughs> <laughs> which we'll yeah. get into a bit later. But um, how yeah. was you feeling um, going into this game? Yeah, I was, um, do you know what? I was, um, I, I was confident. But at the same time, I wasn't naive, innit? I think, you know, it was well documented. Solanke's in the best form of his life. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going away to Bournemouth. Cold. We're, we're, we're in winter at the moment. So it could have it could spring a surprise. I'm not going to lie. An 11 days break could go against us. But, you know, I think once I saw the team line up, yeah, it's pretty much what I expected. Um, the, the, the bench did look a bit weak. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was hoping, obviously, the first team would obviously do its job, and yeah, you know, up until up until forty five minutes, I was like, "Look, sketchy." Obviously, we're getting to the game, but you know, I was confident going into the game, but I was also, you know, I was I was uh, I was aware, obviously, uh, Bournemouth's threat, and obviously the fact that we lost there last time. Well, Salah missed the penalty. Big up Salah. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? So it. Yeah. it, it been a tricky banana skin, put it that way. I actually wanted to ask you specifically um about our midfield because um as of recently you've had um you've had your thoughts on Mr. Harvey Elliott um that you shared in the group chat and he actually started with Curtis Jones and McAllister and that is um and me myself Naomi and Fahi discussed on Sunday but that is a that is a brave midfield um to go into a game like this. So how was you feeling about it? It was a brave one, but it's the only one, though, really. Apart from, mm. obviously, Graven Birch, you know, um, it's a tricky one with Graven Birch. I think the hard, the hard, the, the, the English core, I understood it in it. Like, mm. Graven Birch just come back, just come over from Germany, Dutch player. I think I understood why Harvey it was in there, energy, you know, athleticism, um, you know, Jones as well in great form. And I see McAllister picks itself. But at the same time, I think again because it was Bournemouth, it wasn't it wasn't a worry for me. If you know what I mean? Because mm. not like they're gonna, they, they, there's ballers in that midfield that they've got. You know what I mean? So it it, it kind of was um, satisfactory in terms of the lineup in midfield. Nice. nice. All right. And um, now, of course, last but not least, um, I heard your thoughts, of course, on the post match on the Patreon. Um, but I want to, of course, allow you to share your thoughts to the to the whole world. That are not signed up. So let us know how you was feeling um, going into the game. Uh, I thought it was going to be banana skin. I did not think we were necessarily going to lose, but I thought we were going to draw, like drop points for sure. Um, because it seems to be those weird games away that we do this weird stuff, like for example, Luton. And in the past, we've seen it happen where we've needed to get points on the road and we've just somehow dropped points. So I was kind of dubious going in, but um yeah, I was very um, pleasantly surprised with the end result and the plays that we ex- we hoped to turn up did turn up in the end, which was great for us. Yeah, that is true. Um, I wanted to ask you as well, how was you feeling about um, the front three of Diaz, Jota up front and Nunes on the left wing this time? Um, so I was actually quite happy with it. However, 
I'm being quite vocal with Jota. For me, Jota is such an enigma because I don't necessarily think he's a good footballer, but he's a great <laughs> finisher. So for me, he's more effective off the bench. What? Like when the game is tight, you bring him up, bring him on. But um, and I think that was the case for the first 60 minutes. Like I just mm. thought he was like before he scored, he was just very couldn't string a pass together, typical Jota performance. And then all of a sudden he gets through own goal and he scores a banging finish. And it's just like a typical Jota performance. And he comes away with an assist and two goals. So my thing with him was, it was either him or Gakpo. I would have probably gone with Gakpo because I think Gakpo is the more intelligent player and then brought um, Jota on later. But Klopp clearly knew what he was doing because he stopped with that front three and they came through for us. So I have no problems. She just described Salah there. <laughs> Don't you dare. Don't you dare speak on my boy's name. He's not even here, Glam. He's not even... Oh, actually, he is here. He's that, 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 <laughs> I, I, I get her, but that's Salah. That is more Salah. Mm. We, can, we, we, we can touch on that. We can touch on that once we touch on the goals in just a bit. But um, before we get to the goals, because in the first half, there wasn't any. Um, Glam, how was you feel... Actually, you know what? We've actually... We, we, I said, yeah, I was feeling. <laughs> I, I had, a, I, you know, you're you're like me when it comes to the first half. You get, we get a bit like, ah, oh, that first half can be a bit frustrating. How was you feeling in that first half? Because just, yeah, that was really <laughs> happening. Yeah, no, I'm I'm going to be honest with you. That that first half, I was probably then thinking how Naomi was thinking at the start of the game that mm. I'll take a draw. I even said that to Arsenal fan. To be fair, we were watching it together, and I said. You know what? This is actually a tough ground. Um, I'll take a draw. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, I weren't seeing much opening. I, I was seeing, I was seeing some moves, but yeah, yeah. You know what, bro? You're right. Even the first question, it was. I wasn't really seeing anything to say. Yeah, we're gonna win this by four goals. Absolutely mm-hmm. not. Yeah, that first half was. What 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 did encourage me about that first half was that. It felt like we've seen that before. I don't know if you. Yeah. I'm, gonna come, I'm gonna come to you, Manny, um, because that first half, even though um, Bournemouth were moving the ball about a bit, we've seen that before, where we're able to just get back into the game, allow a team to kind of do their thing, we deal with it, and then we get back into the game. Yeah, man. I think that's the only thing that kind of keeps people calm in them kind of situations because. So the first time you've seen us have a poor first half, mm. to be honest, like it's just, yeah, like you said, things that we've seen before uh, takes us time to grow into games. And I think that's just kind of how we're built to be. I think we just obviously have our plan A and we obviously go with that with every game that we play. And then halftime is where we can obviously make the tweaks and they've actually had a proper look on the system that we're up against and um, give them quick information. And obviously Klopp's always said that, um, one thing he loves about his players is that they're always really clever. So then when you give them information at halftime, um, they're usually really good at, at receiving it and, and, and applying it on the pitch. So I always had that little bit of confidence that as bad as it always looks in the first half, you know, Liverpool always, I would say 90% of the time, look better in the second half, you know. And it's one of them ones where you always know there's another gear for us to go go up. And there's always changes to be made. Like, even we we had a very weak... Well, I say the weak bench. I don't want to disrespect the kids too much, but we had an unexperienced bench. Um, and we, yeah, exactly. We had a very unexperienced bench. And and in terms of um, changes we could make, you'd think that we had really minimal. But already from half-time, the biggest change in the entire game wasn't any of the subs. It was the change of 
players in position in terms of moving Nunes up front and then Jota to the right and then that moving Diaz to his natural left. Um, that was a completely change of dynamic to their game. And that's before even bringing any subs on. And already two minutes into the second half, you know, we've already got the goal. So, yeah, I think the first half, we do need to start quicker. Um, but I think only, for example, I think only McAllister played well the entire game. Like, he was also yeah. in that first half, like, really, really sourced out. That was really impressive. And then he kind of carried us, really, because I think he was, we had to, we've done a lot of pressure just in the middle. Um, but, yeah, I think it's normal Liverpool just growing into games. Yeah, that that McAllister first half was our own um, was probably our only shining grace that he looked very 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 comfortable and I feel like he's had a few games like that since he's come back from that red card and and that injury um, as well. Um, he has looked he has looked like he's settling into that number six role. Of course, it's kind of weird to in the number ten being the deepest man in our midfield. Yes. but it is where it is at this point. Um, and yeah, you touched on the first goal um, and. The contrast in the first half, and obviously I'm not I'm not trying to plug other platforms, but of course it's our actual club where the, where this was said. But Joe Gomez had um, a podcast today, and they asked him to describe Liverpool um, in the way he can. But in the USA, there's always a way to win. Um, I'm just paraphrasing it, but he was always like literally what you were saying. Um, we've just been here before. Um, there's always like when I just look around the pitch and I just find a way to win. We we, we just always find a way to win, and we've shown that before. And I feel like that was definitely the definition of the Bournemouth game. Um, and that first goal, Nunes, nice finish. I'm going to come to you, Naomi, because, uh, of course, we bleeped out what you said about Nunes. <laughs> <laughs> and that will never reach the airwaves uh, ever. But good finish, isn't it? <laughs> it was a good finish. You know what? I'm, I'm really happy. Do you know what? I actually am happy for him. But I want more more of that, more consistency of that. Mm. Um but um, I'm really happy for him because he left with two goals. Oh, did I get that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and he stepped up. Him and Jota proper stepped up. While you know we were all worried about Salah not being there, so I'm over the moon for him. I don't want to get too carried away and say that this hopefully kickstarts because we thought that after the Newcastle game, all these games, it was said the same thing. But yeah. I do kind of hope for like the fifth time, hundredth time, that it does kickstart something in him and he goes on a bit of a scoring run. But um, yeah, I'm over the moon. The first finish was very good finish as well. So proper striker's finish. Yeah. And Glam, I want to come to you as well to touch on that first goal. What did you think about it? Because you're one of Nunez's biggest supporters of Monster Cop and Contingent. So how was you feeling about that goal to open it up? Yeah, but you know what? The the finish was swift and... You know what? Usually, in weeks um, before, he would he would miss that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Definitely, because he's he scoring obviously the, the difficult goals. That was the kind of finish that we'd be saying if he missed that. That's the goal. That's the goal that he needs to score. Mm-hmm. So I was glad Harry took it. The move was good. Um, you know, Jota was obviously using it. I, I, what Naomi said earlier, I kind of give Jota a bit more praise than that. I think he's intelligent, um, but mm-hmm. obviously, I think he's an intelligent player, and he, he, he saw the pass, and it was a nice finish. Um, I'll love it when Nunez scores. I'm happy because I can attack the haters. Mm-hmm. Um, I can I can feel like I can feel justified in backing him. But yeah. Missing, then yeah, it's like it's hard to defend. But yeah, man, that first goal, the second one, I think was a better finish, personally. Um, ooh, 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 the second ooh. one. Yeah, I think I think ooh. with the cross, great cross by Gomez. But I just think how it. The ball was planted, 
he obviously got into the corner and how he was sliding as well. Difficult finish, man. Difficult. I, I, I think I think I'll go with the first finish because only because it's more of a striker's finish and it's something that maybe I don't associate with Nunes a lot, like a proper like yeah. first time the ball's rolling to him, get 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 your body in the right shape and finish. Then the the the, the cross feels like something I, I would expect Nunes to get to that like that kind of not out of nowhere, but that mm. rush, that kind of uh, finish where it doesn't take a lot of thinking to do. Um, yeah, that's bread and butter. I was going to just say, go, go. go ahead. I, I was going to say like that. Them first touch finishes, like getting onto things. That's his bread and butter. So like it's one of them ones where difficult finishes, but you make something look so simple. But just when he has yeah. time on his hands, that's the yeah, that's the killer for me. Definitely. Um, moving on to the second goal. Uh, I'm going to let you um, carry on speaking, Manny. Jota with another good finish. Um, what do you think of it? Yeah, man, love that finish. And you're going to say the build-up to the goal. Obviously, I think it was Gakpo had come on at this point. Uh, mm -hmm. Then, obviously, Nunes done really well up top. Like, he, what he does well this season, obviously, being a nuisance. Um, bullying centre-backs. Um, left one guy on the floor. Um, and then, if you've got, obviously, Gakpo coming through um, on the follow-up. Um, I thought the pass, I thought he messed up the pass initially. I thought he might have not waited it enough. Yeah. But it looked like it was just perfect because Jota could just come onto it and... I don't know about you guys, but I was confident as long as Jota gets to that ball first, you know, it's ended in a goal. Um, he just knew he was going to get the right contacts, the right the right um, side of the goal to aim for. Like, he's just, as we all know, just so clinical, man. And yeah, just getting him in those positions, is he's always been like this for us, man. And obviously, I've always been a big advocate of Jota because I think, what was season was it? The last season, was it last season? I think when he was injured for a while. Yeah, man, yeah. he came back for the for the latter stages. Yeah, I was gonna say he was under siege, man. Um, first half of the season, he was he was taking pelters. It was peak. <laughs> he um, was it was peak. It was very peak. very peak, you know. And, and I'm telling you, that, like the Jota guys that stood with him, you got you got to enjoy it because I think he's kind of come back to what he we always knew he was capable of. And in this period where Salah's not gonna be here, um, he's definitely the go-to guy when it comes to goals. You know, I think he's the only kind of maybe throw back from maybe like the Bob, um, Bobby and Mane and Salah days because obviously he was signed when they were still kind of in the pump. Um, so to have that experience in up top alongside Nunes and Diaz, you can see he's the main guy up top now, do you know what I mean? Like everything from an attacking point is either going through, to be fair, it's all going through all of them, you know, but I feel like Jota is the more experienced player in the in the forward line. So yeah, obviously he has a lot of responsibility on his shoulders just now, but I think he's more than living up to it, man. So really impressed with him. Big, big goal for Jota. And yeah, it kind of, after that, felt like smooth sailing. Um, I want to come to you, Glam, on the second goal. Um, funny enough, Connor Bradley got the assist for this, I believe. But uh, Jota with a, quite a funny moment where he kind of lashed at it, missed yeah, it. Yeah. Proud started laughing. He got straight back up, lashed it again. Bottom corner, finish. Now you're you're a big Jota guy as well, so these are two. You must be you're eating well, you know. Salah's away, and your two of your guys are starting up front, and they're bagging. <laughs> How was you feeding after that goal? <laughs> yeah. Nah, yeah, no. Nah. To, to what Manny said, the, the, the finish, Jota's finishing, he's clinical, man. Mm -hmm. He is clinical. I think he's, obviously when most people think that was he coming from the bench, he is effective. He is, but he when he gets a chance out of the strikers, um, even including Salah, by the way. I would want probably Jota on the end, and I'm 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 not joking. And Nunes is my biggest guy, but I just think he just 
He just knows where the net is. He knows where the finish is. He knows when to have a snapshot, when to mm. have a uh, when to delay. I just think he's got that intelligence of 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 a goal scorer. Mm-hmm. Um, why he doesn't score more goals? Probably because obviously he plays throughout the front three. But um, yeah, he took the, he took the goal. He took the goal well. Got and even his reaction to get up and bang it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, it's, 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 it's a good it's a good win for Liverpool. A good a good weekend for myself and my boys. And you know, Gomez assist as well. Let's not forget Joe Gomez, innit? Goal! <laughs> yes, yeah, let's not forget that. So, um, yeah, man. Title, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it can be right that. <laughs> but no, yeah, you know what? Um, I, I, I felt good um, with that result and those goals. Um, but there was, of course, one more goal which um, Glam just just mentioned the the Gomez finish. Um, no, I'm going to come to you. Um, of course, discussing another Nunes goal as Nunes's best correspondent on on Copa Frankers. Um, How did you feel about that goal? The Gomez cross. I want you it's to speak. Great cross. Great cross. And but he's got that in his locker, doesn't he? Like I think yeah. he's show he's shown um, it more this season as well. Um, playing across different positions, especially on the on the on the full, in the fullback position, sorry. Um, so yeah, he's shown that he has got a cross on him, and um, yeah, so that was not really surprising, but yeah, it's good, it was good for Nunes to get on at the end on the end of that and sort of stat pal. I can't remember the goal, was he a header? It was a nah, it was like oh, he hit the post and went in, didn't it? Is yeah. that one? Yes, yeah, hit the yeah, post yeah, and yeah. went in, yeah. So, yeah, no, I'm happy for him. Two goals so, to walk away with. Yeah, yeah. It was silent now. She'll remember every single detail of that goal. <laughs> 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 Do you know what? I just that game, that I mean, last goal was just a blur because he kind of came out of nowhere a little bit. So, that's kind of why yeah, I, I it, was, it, was, it was a crazy snapshot because it was it kind of did come out of nowhere. Yes, um, yeah, Jamie so. did. He needs more of that, though, man. He needs to just—he needs to start pad now, man. This is what that's, I mean. Like that's the thing with Nunes. Nunes' goals do do tend to come out of nowhere. Like if you think about his goals, like the Newcastle goals as well. Like when Salah mm-hmm. did those shots, like when you thought he was going to drive the ball more, and then all of a sudden he just shoots and he's in the back of the net, and then he does yeah, that. Well. <laughs> he replicates that goal twice in one game. He's yeah. just—he's just weird. His goals do his best goals do genuinely just come out of nowhere. So it was a typical yeah. Nunes goal. He, say, he, needs, he just needs that. He just needs a bit of that balance here between, like, obviously yeah. important goals, like good goals, but then he just needs, obviously, like, just <laughs> fill him in with those scrappy goals that people just forget after yeah, after exactly. a week. Do you know what I mean? Like he scored that game, like he said, like it was a blur. Like he just yeah. needs to stop in two goals. Don't even think about it. But then at the end of the season, man's got twenty goals in the league. Do you know what I mean? Like I, that's the I, difference. I actually think this game was the best balance of the two. Um, because we've seen in the past few weeks, and even since he's, to be fair, since 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 the start of the season, his link up is pretty good. Um, Very good. And what he what he was able to show is yeah, his link up is good in this game. He's able to finish. He's able to get those crazy finishes that um that are just out of nowhere, and also the ones where we're actually building up play and he's composing himself and he's actually getting on the end of those. And that brings his total to ten goals and ten assists all season. And I'm gonna stick with you, Manny. Because you're one of, uh, I'm not sure if it was you, but you're one of Nunes. Is like, you know what? I'm gonna sit sit in the crowd like Sting. You know what I mean? I'm not gonna <laughs> say too much. I'm just gonna let him do what he does. But I'm not really there in the ring with him. So uh, ten uh, goals, yeah. ten assists. How are you feeling about Nunes and his 
you know, his, his stats, especially them caveat, they're across all competitions. Mm. Yeah, man. Well, with Nunes, obviously, first of all, I need to just like be careful when I speak about Nunes because the guy can just very easily just make you look silly, whether you're praising him or you're dissing him. Like the guy can just make you look stupid because it's just <laughs> different every week. But I think, yeah, like I think your description of my stance on Nunes was pretty much spot on. <laughs> like I, I, I just can't bring myself to be like, as, as, as you mentioned, in the ring with him, do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. taking the penalties when he's missing. Like, I'm more <laughs> on, a, on a bystander thing. But at the same time, I'm not on a, like, oh, get him out. Like, he's he's not good enough to him, do you know what I mean? Like, I'm I'm fully accepting that this is our striker. This is our number nine now. And, do you know what I mean? We're just going to have to uh, stick with him. And hopefully, do you know what I mean? He's, he's going to end up bagging. But at the moment, I think, do you know what I mean? Obviously, hard, hard, I'm hard on him sometimes, pause. Um, But in terms of... <laughs> I guess I have to pause that 100%. Um, in, in terms of, in terms of um, when he misses the chances, it's it's really frustrating. But you just know there's something in there. First of all, like he's, he's desired to just do well and just want to be a success here, man. Like I, I just mm-hmm. always have a soft spot for that. So I always kind of want to back him in that sense. And then he, he's got it in him, man. He's got finishing in him, which is just the, the it's, it's baffling that he doesn't score more consistently because at the moment his his goals come in patches like purple patches, and he would just go on long periods without scoring. But luckily enough, he's doing so much more for the team now, more than he was doing last season. So it's, do you know what I mean it's acceptable? I can I can I can I can accept that. Um, but I feel like at some point you just want to get more goals. You just want to get more goals, more consistent flurry of goals because he's got it in him. So it's just a bit disappointing that he's not his capabilities but then do you know what I mean it's it's only his second season obviously I think 10 goals 10 assists it's not bad man do you know what I mean he's involved in everything we do, do you know what I mean they call him the chaos man and do you know what because we play the way we do like as much as we might not like it at times like it does suit us like do you know what I mean I didn't want to admit it when we signed him but Nunes essentially is a Liverpool kind of player do you know what I mean so this is going to be the best environment Tell him again. Tell him again. Yeah, man, that's it, man. Nunes is a—he's a Liverpool player. He's—he's he's a, he's a crop player. So we're gonna have to just, as I say, take it as it comes. And yeah, I think this is the best environment he's gonna thrive in. So I think eventually he's gonna get—he's gonna get goals. But you gotta be patient, man. Like as mm-hmm. as as much people gotta be patient. That's it. So Glam, I'm gonna come to you. Um, practically on the same subject. Um, ten goals, ten assists. Um, you're actually someone with. Of course, a few of um, mutual friends that we have over in North London, you know, that are fans of um, that team in North London. And he's <clears throat> outperforming some of their forwards that they've been praising um, yep. over the last season or so. Um, yep. Of course, we have to caveat, um, to be fair, he's he has got some in Europa League, League Cup, FA Cup, but goals are goals. And even in the Premier League, he's bagging more than certain other strikers. No names. So, yep. of course, he's your guy. And you're a lot more positive than um than probably any of us on this pod in, um about Nunez. So how are you feeling about his season? Yeah, well, it's yeah, it's one, it's it's one of them um up roller coaster ones. I won't say up and down. It's a roller coaster one. Mm. Obviously, where he's got the 10-10, first Premier League player to get it, regardless of across all comps. Do you know what I mean, we're in all comps. Obviously, certain teams got dropped out earlier in comps. That's their business, not us. So, <laughs> Apparently, uh, by us as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, so in their own gaff, mad. Got to be in it to get. I mean, to get the to get the stats. 
So he's in it. And what what what's what's great about Nunes is that obviously what Naomi mentioned about the Newcastle win. I thought he's gonna kick on from there. Fair play. He didn't. He reminded us that this is just Darwin Nunes. Mm-hmm. But um his, his his mentality to just keep going. Um even like one of the goals, I think it was at Luton, was it? And he assisted he assisted um Salah. Mm-hmm. And I think I was saying to myself, why don't you just flip and shoot, bro? You need goals. I thought I'm saying <laughs> Goals, bro. Like, why, 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 are you, why, why are you not shooting? But Testament mm-hmm. to him, he's continuously thinking about the team and playing with a smile and playing with the exact same energy. You know, other players would be like, either, you know I mean, um, throwing their toys at the prime, you will see their confidence go. We've seen he that in Manchester, bro. We've seen that in Manchester. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, times, with, you know what I mean? With, with, with Rashi, you know what I mean? Like, all of a sudden, I mean, got the contract now, he's not scoring goals, but. You, you can see their confidence when they're not confident. The same players with Nunes, you can't tell what mood he's in. Because... Now, Glam, I'm 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 happy you actually mentioned that. So let me actually um give you a question about that. Mm. The contrast in what goes on at Manchester, we've seen it with actually with Sancho with Rashford, where yeah. a manager loses not loses faith in a player, but you can tell where his coaching isn't really translating to the player, and yeah. the player has lost confidence, and he's going with his head down. Klopp, a man that you've had some criticism for, uh, how much how much praise will you give him? I said, um, Klopp. So Klopp. No, nah, you still free. <laughs> I can't really hear the question, guys. Like, <laughs> what, did, what did he say? What did he say? <laughs> you nearly got me there. I can't lie. Fucking. <laughs> My mic is working perfectly fine. Okay, you're good, you're good. <laughs> Backside. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Klopp, yeah. how much how much praise will you give him, uh, and how and how much do you attribute this? This I wouldn't even say loss. I wouldn't even say I'm um, gaining confidence because Luna's yeah. never really dropped his head. The fact yeah. that he keeps playing him through um through the through the bad form, yeah, times where we're even losing faith in him, and he's publicly coming out and saying, oh, yeah, he's my player. He's a Liverpool player. If you don't believe in him, then I don't know what's going on. How yeah. much how much praise would you put in Klopp's corner in terms of Nunes at the moment? Yeah, um, yeah, you're very good, Julian, by the way. The way you didn't <laughs> you got me on live, you know what I mean? Where you can fade back and everything. You're very I good. I got your main event, bro. Yeah, yeah, you done well. <laughs> but no, you know what? I have to say this season I have to give him a lot of credit. Not just obviously fact obviously um the man management skills that you know mm-hmm. the ten hog lacks because that's what it is really in it. Like I said. You know, he, when Nunes deserved to get dropped, he has been dropped, don't get me wrong. But mm-hmm. obviously, the conversations prior to the game, Klopp's having, in it? You can you can blatantly tell. He might not be on a team sheet, but mm-hmm. you can tell he's having a conversation with all the players where certain things ain't going well. And he was back to them in the, in the press. And you can see it. And that's probably a testament to why Nunes feels like that. If your manager backs you, then, then it's, do you know what I mean? You, 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 you can't really go wrong. But... Yeah manager don't back you or your manager doesn't show they're backing you, then that could obviously become a hindrance and problem. But before I even, I'll just give Klopp his praise now. In terms of his, his tactical man um, changes, yes, it's been spot on this yeah. season. So hats off to him. Nobody asked me this question again in the group, yeah? So uh, while I'm on Klopp, <laughs> I'm going to big up Klopp now, okay? But yeah, well played, Julian. Well played, bro. Ah uh, man, if it feels good for for us to get some exclusive glam praise for Klopp because we don't even get this in the group chat. Uh, we, it's, it's, it's like drawing blood from a stone, you know what I mean? But we've got it here because, of course, you're an intelligent man. 
who has had the eyes, the, the knowledgeable mm. eyes, and can see what they can see. So, Graham, hold tight you and thank you for that. Um, but that win, 4 0 win, takes us 48 points at first, five points away from City, who of course have a game in hand, and Arsenal, um, who are of course five points away. Um, Naomi, I'm going to come to you this season. What have you got your eyes on um, at this very point, at this very, at this current point? 20, 20, 21 games played, 48 points. Listen, have... the amount of PTSD Manchester City has caused me, I am not getting carried away with this league. Like, I'm on, almost, I've almost made myself believe that we're not winning it. So in, when people says, oh, we, we have a chance, like, I've genuinely convinced myself we're not, that I'm not, I've not bought into the hype, like, for one second. I'll I believe it on the final day of the season where we're lifting the trophy and I'll be like, oh, look at that. Didn't expect that. Like, you know, act all surprised or whatnot. But until then, just give me the Europa League and the Carabao Cup. It looks like Chelsea are going to win it. They're 4-0 up right now. Um, just give me those two things and top four and I am happy. Like, I'm happy. That's what I wanted in the beginning. I just wanted Europa League and mm. top four. The fact we're even in contention for the Carabao Cup is big in itself because yeah. I didn't think we had the squad for that. But that's um, credit to the younger younger players stepping up because I think they've been a, a revelation this season. And I think that is part of the reason why we are actually somehow in contention because they've all stepped up at the right moment. Um, but yeah, until that final game against Wolves at Anfield, I'm not believing this league hype, not for yeah. one second. So and, yeah, and, I'll enjoy the ride. And Naomi, I can hear in your voice that um, Omar from The Wire, um, who we like to call KDB, um, <laughs> it, it has, has, has definitely made you, you know what, after he's coming back, you know what I mean? Omar's coming, Omar's coming. You know what I mean? We saw him come. Everyone just dropped the bag and just and just kept it moving. As and soon as he this. was stood by Pep to come on, <laughs> I was like, "Oh, it's over." Yeah, um, you know, he stood over this free kick, yeah, and I genuinely thought he was going to score that free kick, and then he hit the wall. I was when I stood him over, I was like, "Oh, he's he's gone in," and then he leaves with a goal and assist, and he's there talking, "Oh, I can't even play twenty minutes. I'm so unfit." <laughs> I'm like, oh, just get in the bin, like, why? like he's so incredible. But I'm so sick of him. He he's he's caused me so much pain in the last couple of years. I just need him gone. Like honestly, him and Pep have got to go. Honestly, yeah, yeah. Them. yeah, we we was tracking him ever since he started. We we saw the reports that he was moving on the training pitch. And um Manny, you know, what I mean, same goes to you. Five forty-eight points, five points away from C at the moment with a game in hand. You know what I mean? Are you the same as myself and Omi, who are a bit more cautious about this league, this league, this league title run? Because if we're gonna be honest, and of course, of course, we're very happy to be where we are, but we have to also understand that this is a new team. And that's where exactly. it's also coming from as well. Like on a on on a much macro level, this is a, this is basically a new team. Um, again, Joe Gomez gave us some great insight into some of the players that left were big leaders in the team, of like course. Fabinho, um, Milner, Henderson, um, and Firmino, who was our who was our main striker from last season. Um, to go into the season to think that we're going to win the league would be, would have been personally for me a big ask. I don't know if you feel the same way. Yeah, no, I would have definitely thought that at the start of the season. And I didn't really expect us to be flying as high as we are now, to be fair. I thought we'd be maybe uh, a, a little bit behind. But no, I think we've done fantastic, you know. And and in terms of the, the title, um, I'm, I'm cautious. I'll be honest. I'll say I'm cautious about it. I, I still think we've got our 
you got a chance. And I'd say that the fact that it's a new team actually works is what works in our favour and what gives us hope because I think we already know what we're going to get from City. They're the treble winners. I think, um, obviously, at, at best, they'll maintain their level from last season. If not, probably drop off a bit, which is most likely. I think um, Arsenal, obviously, from the changes they made to their team, I don't think that there's much evidence that they're going to go up another level from last season. If anything, it's probably going to be a regression. But obviously, with Liverpool... Liverpool have made the most changes to their to their actual team, I would say, instead of starting eleven between the three teams in that kind of race. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have the biggest difference between our style, no, not our style, but we have the difference, biggest difference between our team and lineup um, from this season to last season. Um, and you mentioned that we lost all those big characters and all those players. Uh, it means that we probably have the biggest shakeup between all these play, um, teams as well. So. Obviously, it means that we're in the territory of the unknown, whereas mm-hmm. obviously you kind of know what you're going to get from our rivals at the moment. So it could mean that we just fall short and it's a year too early. But also, in the same breath, it could also still mean that maybe we did the business that we needed. Because obviously, getting a whole new midfield, is like putting a brand new shiny engine into a car with right. the other one was struggling. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's a really big change into how your team can play. And then if Klopp has maybe played a masterstroke and... He's managed to keep the core players that still had the quality and he obviously didn't keep the ones that couldn't keep up. Then maybe he's got that perfect balance that we needed to actually go the next step. Because obviously last season, essentially, it's probably an anomaly. Do you know what I mean? Like every time we always bounce back, just like the COVID season where we we had a shocker uh, and and resurrected it. Um, The following season, we usually bounce back. And I think history shows that this team, the core group, um, always compete for the titles. So maybe a new midfield is something that gets us over the line because we've got a bit more quality in there, you know? But obviously we don't have the same from three, but we kind of try to counteract that. We're just having more options overall uh, in terms of players that can score. So I think there's the basis there to to definitely challenge and we can win it. But yeah, as, as Naomi said, I'm going to say when, when KDB's coming back from long-term injury and he's already slapping goal and assist, it humbles you, man. Do you know what I mean? Like you gotta you gotta remember, you gotta remember who 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 who've done it. So yeah, gotta be humble in this race, but we're in it, we're in it at least. And Glam, if you can briefly touch on the our position and where yeah. we are at the moment and how you're feeling um about going forward, what you're what you're expecting from this season. Yeah, we're gonna win the league. Simple as that. I'm gonna win the league. Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, here to, I'm not messing straight around. Up. Just straight yeah, up, just straight up. Win it. Okay. I know if we I win the that. league, I know that we can say that Glam said from day one. To be fair, like it's on record because yeah, always said the same. <laughs> yeah, you, you can claim that. Obviously, do you know what? Um, to touch on what Naomi and Manny said, if you'd asked me this start of the season, and we're in this position now. I would have bit your hand off, bruv. Like it's it's, it's an incredible position. Also, in terms of like Manny said, a brand new engine midfield, um, you know, team cohesion, players that are not there anymore, leaders that have left, let's be honest with you. Well, regardless mm-hmm. of what you think of Henderson's and the Milners, the Firminas whatsoever, they are leaders in the dressing room. Um, do you know I mean? A new core has come in, younger players. Um, you know, mm-hmm. we had a stinking, stunking season last season. Absolutely dreadful, dreadful drop-off. To then where we are now, it's 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 amazing, it's amazing. So now I've seen the team and I've seen the struggles, the one loss that we've had, 
was an unfortunate loss against Spurs that obviously we was robbed. It was a, such an indifferent game. You know, gone to Man City, Etihad 1-1. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we dropped silly points at top, um, Arsenal, sorry, and um, Man United at home that expected us to win with five player game in hand. Like, you know, what I mean, Gomez paying across the back, Salah's gone. You know, Trent, it, we're gonna win it, man. All these things, we're gonna win it. We're, go- we're gonna win the league. It's just all this home. If we don't win it now, I will be disheartened. And <laughs> I, I, will, I will, I will, I do agree with Naomi, like, boom. Two cups, fourth place. That's what we're aiming for, isn't it? Yeah. But you know, I got. I, unfortunately, I've got gambling bets on with a couple of people, so we have, <laughs> we got. So we got to follow it through, man. Like we got to follow it through. Um, do you know what I mean? <laughs> but I don't want to be greedy. I don't want to be greedy. But Premier League, and I would say Carabao Cup. Have got one Carabao Cup yet? Is that the one? Yeah, you yeah, want yeah. it? You want it? Um, Half Europa. Europa. Yeah, I want FA Cup, but I would say, like, nah, I'm being greedy. The league, Carabao, and well, Carabao were one game away. The league, Carabao, and Europa. Yeah, what you may as well have a move, man. You may as well have the quad. Yeah, what is a satisfactory finish will probably be second place and two cups. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I think we'll be. I reckon yeah. we'll get second place in two cups. Yeah, definitely top two. We're finishing. Yeah, we're finishing top two, hundred yeah, percent. Absolutely. Yeah. But you know, um, I just think we're gonna do it, guys. I'll be honest. I, I just think I just think we're gonna do it, man. I really do. But I do understand the reservations from others. I don't get me wrong. I don't think they're being, um, you know, what I mean, being lightheaded or being scared or anything. I just think the cautious side. I do get it. But yeah, I think we're gonna win it, man. No, that is that is positive, and I. I would love to think the same, but we're all, I think we're all generally being positive. Top two and, and yeah, a few yeah, trophies, that's, that's positive. That's more than yeah, yeah. other fans can can say. Um, but yeah. we're positive now, and I want you guys, you know, this is Back to the Future. I'm Dr. Emmett Brown. You guys are Marty McFly. You know, I'm going to take you back one year to January 2023. Now, we're feeling good now, and I'm going to come to you, Glam, first because you was part of the Coppin contingent last year and you yeah. you 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 was experiencing the pain with us. Now I just want to go through some games um at this point in January last year. So um we started off the year happy new year 2023 losing to Brentford 3-1 away. Um oh, <laughs> 5 days later we drew 2-2 to Wolves at home in the FA yeah. Cup game. Yeah. And then there was the infamous 3-0 14th of January 2023. Yeah. Um and 17th of January, we, we beat Wolves away. Um, the third, the third FA, FA Cup um, third round replay, which was yeah, all right, I guess. And um, then we faced Chelsea at home, and drew nil nil. At that point, Glam, we were ninth with nineteen yeah, yeah. points. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's reactions is like what? No, but the thing is. When you said face, she knew exactly what was coming. I'll think where you're going with this. Did you say 19 points? We had 19, 19 points. points. Yeah. That is bad. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah, it was horrible. It was bad. It was bad. Like we were not doing well. But so, uh, but that's but that's but that is why that, and that's the one reason why I turned on clock. Well, I was turning him anyway. But why <laughs> why why I was getting frustrated with him because the old we, we we sat on the the treasure chest. We sat on the 
gold mine where we just it just got old. It just got old, old, old. And we sat on it too. We said, you know what? We're screaming. We need to replace some of these players. That that and, and we just got caught out. You know, like when obviously this is what I say with Pep when like why are you selling Sterling? He's twenty seven. He scored mm. double figures for you. Oh, why you get? Why you get? Obviously, I know Con's going at thirty, but why is he going? Or do you know what I mean? That players that you you sell that like Laporte, his injuries, his, his situations going down, so you're going by the young. But I just think he was just ahead where he was always thinking, what's gonna, what can I do better? What can I do better? What can I do better? Mm. And that's the only reason why Klopp got caught up. Thankfully, he's pulled off a masterstroke. You know, slap suppose like sixty mil. So that's someone that Bayern would usually take, you know what I mean? They'd take mm. from their Bundesliga. So he's worth double figures now, man. Come on. Do you know what I mean? So that's the only thing that caught us out. But I'm glad we haven't, we're not suffering because I ain't going to lie to you that I thought it was back return of the Roy Evans days. I'm not right. Not, 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 I'm a little bit younger. But I, I had thought, some dark thoughts, bro. I can't lie. <laughs> I'm like, don't do I stopped this. watching. I think after the, I can't remember the result, but there's certain result I didn't watch for like six six games. I was just like, I can't go through this. Like, it was, it was, the, Brighton, it was, it was the Brighton game. It was the Brighton game where I was like, fam. That three 0 so we got that Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Klopp oh, said it was yeah. the worst. It was the worst performance of his managerial career. Like, I don't know if that was like <laughs> maybe he was just very pissed at the time, but. Like, that's a damning statement, man. Like, that was an awful performance. Awful. That's rock, that was rock bottom. That was actually rock was bottom. I was like, oh, oh nah, nah. Tony How are we going to get through this? I just, I'm like, what is going on? It was so bad. I, I want to come to you, Manny, because, um, um, and you and you as well, Nan, because you guys wasn't part of Coppin last year, so you didn't have the grueling tasks of having to put your name down on the schedule. <laughs> and, um, because, trust me. Like, Trust me, like I was finding different ways to not a pod. I was like, ah, bro, kickboxing lesson this week. Oh, my girl, <laughs> my girl's sick. I was dying. I'm never gonna lie to you. I saw it, I glimpsed it, and I just, <laughs> like, you know, it was dark. And we had we had so many players who it just felt like it was the end of the road. Um, at that point, Henderson was just screaming at guys. Milner was coming on. He was trying his best, man. He was really oh, trying man. his best. Fabinho was just a traffic cone at that point. It was just, it was so bad. Firmino, to be fair, he was so injured so many times that we didn't really notice him being gone and nothing was going on. Um, mm-hmm. Those set of players now uh, that have now left, how how do you feel like it has reflected on the team um, not having these personalities? Because as as good as they were, it, it did feel like yes, last last season was a bit of overkill in their careers at Liverpool. Oh yeah, oh yeah, mate. It's 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 a sad and just like Glam kind of hit the nail on the head, man. Like with with Klopp, the the annoying thing of all his qualities, but the annoying thing is that he really needs the wheels to really fully come off before he makes the change, man. Like he really he really rinses it to the very end and it's not always the best thing to do and i think it comes out of the sentiment um the sentimentality he has um, for the players and obviously kind of growing with them so i think he wants to obviously he, he thinks about the human element of it maybe a bit too much on occasions um and obviously he's very lucky that um he's not in charge of who gets a contract at liverpool because You'd be surprised how many players would still be here. Oh if you my God. <laughs> Milner would still be here. He, Money. He, he tried Money. to get Milner to stay. I'm telling you. 
We won't speak on certain men still being here, but yeah. Yeah, I think a couple couple guys like he, he was kind of glad, like, oh, yeah, like our oh, bid came in, just like, oh, you can go if you want, you know. I think you, you can yeah. tell if you can tell when Klopp um doesn't mind a player going, do you know what I mean? But um, yeah, I think with with him, he 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 had to wait for it to be staring him in the face before he made a change. But at the very least, you know, when Klopp knows changes need to be made, you know, he usually makes big changes, you know. I think, um, does he? I mean, this is the first time we're seeing this, Manny. I was going to say I'm standing back to Allison and and Van Dyke, but maybe I'm thinking there's actually a whole there's a, a whole lifespan between that. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, maybe I'm being a bit too too optimistic in that case. But at the very least, I, I knew that we were gonna we were at least just having different midfielders was just gonna be a big improvement. And I think it kind of what's this season showing to me is I've been surprised because I did think that we were gonna be a bit of a not a complete mess, but just way less organised, just not having like, the leaders like Henderson and Milner because as much as they might lack in actual like, technical quality, I think Henderson, I think his biggest quality, personally for me, his biggest quality was that he would make sure that the players that are actually good are on it all the time. So mm-hmm. essentially, him as a player is not really given all that, which he had his moments, but even him just kind of barking around, making sure that players that are difference makers are on point is a very useful aspect to have to be fair so I thought we might be losing out on that when him and Milner left but I think they've managed I think what Klopp's done which might be a masterstroke is that he's managed to kind of like shake the tree a bit and hold on to the leaders who still have the quality to give us as a team um, but then kind of still manage to get out some players that are experienced but won't contribute to us going to the next level and if he's kind of managed to make the balance of that first time round, then that's that's crazy. Um but I can expect that it probably take another window or so, another couple transfer windows before we see what these guys are fully capable of. But honestly, big contrast from last year, man. I remember, yeah, obviously you mentioned I went on the Coppen last year, but I could already tell from one one at home to Crystal Palace that we were finished. So that was a long, long season. Like I, I had my doubts before this season because we didn't sign a midfielder and we signed Arthur. Uh, and that was, I was fuming, man. Like if I was on a point oh, there, man, I would have been, been going crazy because that was that was baffling. And then, yeah, two one one against um, Palace, Nunes sent off. <laughs> but I was like, yeah, it's, it's, it's over already. Do you know what I mean? In that was, August, that was yeah. early into the season as well. Like the, the Palace one. That was the second then. game. So the second game. That was the For second me. game of the season. I, yeah, I, but, after, but, after after drawing to Fulham 2-2. Yeah, it was, and it was. Like, that oh. season was a car crash from the off, man. Like, and, did we, did we ever uh, You know what? I, I remember, and Glam was there, and we'll come to you, Naomi, soon, but I remember me and Glam from when I gave up was the, the 1-1 United. Like me and when we, it was just a two-man pod, me and Glam were just like, <laughs> I, I was like, bro, I can't lie. From here... Yeah, it's, it's it's looking mad still. And I was like the fourth or fifth game or something like that. Yeah, I was like, yeah, bro, I can't lie. And Glam was shocked. He was like, really? Like, you actually think? I was like, yeah, bro, I can't lie. From here onwards, from what I saw today, yeah, it's, it's crazy still. But yeah. um, Naomi, I'm gonna come to you. Um, last season, um, you're someone that's actually pra- plays praise Klopp for his um tactical changes that he's made this season. And last season, the big, a big thing that we had was. Two guys, and their names are Ox and Nabi KR, who are our options off the bench. 
along with the Milners, along with the Fabinho's, who were just at that point washed. Henderson washed. Firmino not there, and we were relying on the likes of Harvey Elliott, who was young, but he was getting flung about the pitch. I can't lie. Let's let's be honest. Um, so yeah, coming to you, like last season at this point on twenty first of January or twenty yeah twenty first of January after those results, how was you feeling? about I was on Klopp's case a lot like I wasn't Klopp out but I was kind of like Klopp sorted out Mm -hmm. I was very I was always very um vocal about how I felt about Klopp and his sentimentality I felt like he always was too sentimental and I think in this business you can't be too sentimental and that human side has to go and that's one thing I've always rated Pep Pep's always had an elite team he has had no excuses like he could he could keep those teams together and they would probably still give him the same results but he always had an eye for saying no it's time to move on it's time to move yep. on he got rid of Gabriel Jesus and Zinchenko and they everyone was like oh my well- god but <laughs> no, and then Arsenal not- like, oh my god, we got there. Like, how did he sell them? We got them, we got them. They're the two worst, one of the two worst players right now. Do you know what I mean? So that's foresight from Pep. Pep just knows when that cycle's over and it's time to like move a player on. And I think that's something Klopp needs to have in his game a bit more because I think it's so key because last season was so avoidable if he knew when that cycle was up up. He ran ran those players to the ground, and mm. in the with the system we played, so they could not give any more. Like Fabinho is the perfect example for that. I yes, felt Fabinho yes. was ran to the ground. You know when you've got like a towel and you're wringing it with water. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like we squeezed every <laughs> drop out of that poor man, and that poor man is now like twenty seven year old uncle, like just rose. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I feel so bad. I feel so bad for him. We just took everything out of him. The guy could not run. He had no pace. The poor guy was running. You're like, oh my God, this is so, this is torture to watch. It was embarrassing at some point. I felt so bad for him. He was running like an uncle, honestly. Like, I have no (laughs) idea what was going on. But that's then, that's down to Klopp. That's down to Klopp. If you see, and I get it, he wanted to bring too many. That would have been the Fabinho replacement, right? That didn't work. And I rate the club for that. Like, they always go for their first choice. However, you cannot then go in and bring Arta Mello. I'm so sorry. You can't oh, do yeah, that. Man. What kind of nonsense is that? And he didn't play. I swear he didn't play once. He played, right. I think like he played like a 20 minutes. No, yeah. That was pure negligence. It's just, he came to the club to rehabilitate. That's what he did. Heads had to roll for that, honestly. Like, just honestly, bring it up again. That's that when I was like, no, this the trajectory of this club is kind of going scary, and that's when I started getting on top case. I was like, I was like, what is happening? Like, wh- like what is happening? But um, I'm glad that they got rid of Henderson and Milner because I remember when Firmino announced that he wasn't going to extend his contract and leave. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, you know how he's a man of God. God probably told him in a dream, like, it's the, your game is up. So I was like, maybe God should appear in a dream to Henderson and Milner and tell them the same <laughs> message, like, it's time to go. And it's magically happened. I did not think it would happen in one season, but it but did. It, so it I was works. buzzing, and I saw people complaining, oh, how can you lose your two leaders? Your two leaders, I don't care. This is what a rebuild is you start from yeah. scratch again and you build it back up. Van Dyke mm. is vocal on the pitch, and he's also got the talent. He can do what Henderson's doing with 10 times the talent, and he's proved yeah. it this season. I think he's been yeah. an amazing captain. And yeah. same with Trent. Trent has stepped up. That vice captaincy has given him another lease of life. So sometimes you just got, you've just got to take that risk, and it will pay off like it is this season. So, yeah. I just think Klopp just needs to be less sentimental. Short message. <laughs> <laughs> Facts. Facts. 
<laughs> oh, for sure, yeah. man. I, I, do, I do think that's one thing we can praise him for this season. Of course, there were some cases where some players forced his hand, like Henderson, who now we will probably be playing against next season in the Champions League. Actually, maybe not, actually, because Ajax are pretty... They've been pretty whack this yeah, season. Yeah, yeah. Are they relegation? Yeah, they're, they're around those sides, but they've not been yeah. good. Um, so Henderson, you know, megastar over there at Ajax, um, he left, but he went to Saudi and that didn't work out. Um, I would say, <laughs> Jordan, um, unfortunately, you're going to have to hold that. Um, yeah, no receipts, man. No, no returns. No returns, mate. Sorry. And a few other players left. And yeah, it kind of builds to our apprehension this season of this team is still new, but I love the renewed energy. Um, Vir- and Virgil and Trent have stepped up really, really well. They are so vocal on the pitch. Mm-hmm. They are moving like leaders. They are maturing. Um, and that was actually two people that were getting their criticisms last season um, in terms of their body language and how they were responding to situations on the pitch and their mm-hmm. desire. And it feels like it's just been a complete 180. And they've, they're the guys, man. They're really... Um, Trent is Mr. Liverpool and Virg is just the, he's just the captain and he's the boss. And yeah. I, I, I do see good, good things on the, on the horizon for those guys. And regardless of if we win the, win the league or not, I think they will um, finish the league in style. Um, so there is one more bit of bad news that will stay in. And that is our superstar, Mr. Mohamed Salah was injured on international duty with Egypt at AFCON um, in that 2-2 draw against Cape Verde. I believe it was a hamstring injury. Um, and he said... Yep, sorry? I think they said it was a tear. Like a, they said it was, it was a tear. Yeah. Yeah, so it, it's not good. It isn't good. And it, 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 it's not so good that his agent had to come out and confirm it. He made this statement on Twitter. He said, uh, Mohammed's, Mohammed's injury is more serious than first thought and he'll be out for 21 to 28 days and not two games. His best chance at participating in the current AFCON is by undergoing intensive rehabilitation in the UK and rejoining the team as he sees fit. Um, So I'm going to come to you first, Manny. Um, This injury, 21 to 28 days, um, 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 Egypt are actually through um, in the AFCON because, of course, Ghana did Ghanaian things and <laughs> they, they absolutely crumbled Jesus Christ Ghana wow 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 so yeah, that um, so um, Salah, um Egypt will be without Salah um for God no um, for the next 21 days it seems um weirdly enough uh I don't know if you've seen this but I mean, apparently there's some Egyptians that are very, very happy that he's not um, part of the team because apparently they have been questioning his desire, his um, effort for the team, how much he actually cares for the Egyptians, um, for the Egyptian um, um, football team. So I just want to see how you feel about this injury. Um, Do you feel like it's going to derail our season um, if we're going to keep it Liverpool? And what are your thoughts on him actually coming back to um, AXA um, to get um, his uh, intensive rehabilitation done? Yeah, well, in terms of the Salah injury, obviously it's big blow. Obviously more so for Egypt because obviously we were going to miss him for most of these games anyway. Um, but with uh, him, obviously it's very unlikely that he's going to play again for them in this tournament, in my opinion. And even if they get to the final, he's not going to be in the best shape. So um, obviously shame for them. But if I'm keeping it Liverpool, I think that um, we can manage. I think we can manage without him. I can see like 
Obviously, not every game is going to be the Bournemouth game, but at least we saw an image of how it can look without him and, and players still stepping right. up. So we should hopefully be okay. Obviously, it's going to be bigger challenges to come where he would probably be the one to unlock games for us, but uh, I trust us to find a way somehow. Uh, and in terms of him coming back to um, Liverpool, at first, when I first heard it, I thought obviously it makes sense because... Liverpool, it's not nothing to do with maybe the even the quality of doctors because obviously no disrespect to the Egyptian medical staff. Uh, I'm sure they've got really competent people over there, but um, obviously Liverpool facilities-wise uh, has just a more consistent base, um, yeah. probably more strong facilities, and it just gets in the best opportunity of, of making it and playing for them in the tournament again. And I feel like with the Egyptian fans giving him stick, it's one of them ones where, you know I mean, it's... Messi, Messi got similar treatment, you know, when Argentina weren't winning trophies, you know, and and for example, they thought he wasn't giving his all sometimes, you know, and they feel like they were comparing him to Maradona, saying like, oh, he doesn't fight like he does, for example. I feel like when you're the, the big star like that, um, they, there's just so much pressure on your shoulders from from the fans, you know, and Egyptian fans, obviously, they're, they're used to success, man. Like, obviously, they were AFCON winners enough times in a row, one of the most Afghans, I think, actually. And then, obviously, um, I think this, they're just used to just winning anyways. So, a um, lot of pressure on Salah when he doesn't really have the tools. Um, so, mm-hmm. it's, it's a shame that it's, it's like that for him. But I think for us, I think it's just a case of getting him as fit as possible. In my opinion, if I'm being selfish, I, I hope Egypt go out as soon as possible, man. <laughs> like, I, I was hoping they went out, bro. I was I was thinking, like, when I saw them continue that equaliser, yeah, I was like, I was like, yes, I can't lie, this is good. And then I saw Ghana fumble and I was like, these guys, man, <laughs> honestly. And then, but I think, I don't think, in my opinion, they're going to go very far. Um, they, I think they're doing well at the moment, but I don't think they're going to go very far. And I think it's just going to be a case of getting Salah fit to return for us. Um, I think they're saying the Burnley game might be the game that hits 21 days, depending on what the diagnosis is. So I think with the games we're going to lose in four weren't too too bad anyway. Obviously, Arsenal and Chelsea are the big ones, but we were going to lose them for those regardless more time. So apart from that, I think there's an international break even coming up soon. So I don't think it's going to be too, too, too much strain on us. Right, that's that, that's fair. Um, Glam, um, these last couple of weeks and going forward, you'll be getting your wish and seeing less of Mo Salah and more of your favourites up front. Hang um, on. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Don't throw me under the bus like that under the podcast. Hey, man. Hey. <laughs> no, of, course, of course the listeners know you don't wish injuries. You don't wish injuries on, of course, our players. But you must admit, it does bring a smile to your face to not see him on the pitch, regardless of what of how it comes about. And you're seeing your guys. Let's be honest. You've been smiling this whole Salah conversation. You haven't even been faking a, a faking a, a frown like, oh man, like oh, we're gonna miss it. This guy's just been living his life, like just smiling about this whole thing. Listen, let me just clear this up. Listen, I've had really this season not really much complaints about Salah. You, no, you've but, had no complaints at all. Apart from his missed penalty, but I have been the one saying, oh, everyone's like, you know, uh, when Salah goes, it's going to happen. I know he's a massive player for us, but I'm glad where he's not here and we're still delivering. The guys are delivering. Absolutely, it, man. It fills me with pleasure. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to say pause because I'm a grown man, but <laughs> you know I mean, end of the day, I am happy and. What I do think, though, is that although I feel it's a bit of cat and mouse, I do because I, I, I was reading today that obviously 
Klopp broke the agreement with the Egyptian um, team. Obviously, he weren't meant to announce Salah was returning like that. Mm-hmm. Don't know what that's all about, but you announced it too early. So I think, I don't think Salah's out for that long. But he won't be able to play for Liverpool while Egypt are in the competition. I yeah. think, man, is once he, once he comes back to AXA, they want him to stay here. Do you really think Liverpool want to get him fit preparation to go back to Egypt? I don't know. But obviously, I know Salah's committed. If he's fit, he'd want to play. That's one thing I do know. He apparently but, wanted to stay with them, but um, yeah, they refused. Yeah. But it's not going to happen like that. As, as Manny said, they're coming out anyway. They're not getting to no damn final. But no. <laughs> four calls us a problem and Salah an issue with his country. It'd be best for all parties for them to just go out. I just think mm-hmm. the longer it goes on, there'll be a bit of distasteful cat and mouse. So like, is he fit? Is he really fit? Why are you not sending him back? And then it just becomes something that we don't need in our season, if you know what I mean. Yeah, so for sure. Take that smoothly. You're injured. Egypt go out. That's the end of the matter. Um, because we're gonna we, we we need him. I'm gonna say, listen, if we've got the options where obviously Salah naturally are right. I know Jota filled in against Bournemouth very well, and we've done interchange, but we need more Salah there, innit? Yeah. But I'm just can play without. We're not like other teams. We've got how many players out, and we're still winning games, innit? We don't cry about things like this. Do you know what I mean? So. Sure. Yeah, man. Um, big up, Mo. But yeah, bro, don't rush back in it. Just take your time in a treadmill and that in a pool. Do you know what I mean? Grow your muscles back and all that, Mo. Just do that. The team's got it, man. Everyone's got this on our side. You know what I mean? Yeah, it is It is very refreshing, to be fair. And of course, again, in all seriousness, we don't wish injuries on anyone. And of course, we're not happy that anyone's injured. But to see the team still have that groove and still keep going without our best player, our most productive player, it is nice. It does give you a sense of even looking into the future when he decides to not be at the club anymore permanently. Um, it does give you that sense of, yeah, there will be, uh, there is a nice contingency plan here. There are things going on and um, we're in good hands. And Naomi, going to come to you um, next. The, 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 the injury. Oof. Um, 21 to 28 days. Um, how, do, how, how, how do you feel about Salah being out for that long? And if it will affect our season, how would it? I, th- I think we'll be fine. I think um, 21 to 28 days is shorter than what he would have been away for, I think. I'm pretty sure. So mm-hmm. in a way, it's kind of good because we, if he gets fit in that 21 days, we get him back earlier than we kind of expected to get him back. Um, but I, last time he was at AFCON, Jota um, stepped up. I remember that very vividly. So I kind of predicted Jota to step up again um, because he's got that in him, especially with Arsenal at Emirates coming home. You know, that's his playground. So, like, I kind of expect him to sort of show up for that. Um, and with Nunes, again, he's so inconsistent. But I'm just... I'm just trying to be more optimistic with him because like we said earlier, other than his goal scoring, he actually is a good player. And I do think we are better with him when he's playing. He has genuinely just been about the finishing. So if he can find his finishing boots for this short period of time that Salah's away, along with Jota, which I have no doubt who will definitely find his shooting boots, um, I think we'll be fine. I actually think we'll be fine. I'm not as concerned. If it was longer than those, that amount of time they said, then I'd be really, really worried because that's when we'll get into the business end. And I think that's when you'll get into games like City and things like that. So as long as he's back before those type of games, we're going to be fine. Cool, cool. I mean, I, I've seen that there's no cause for concern in 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 our season so far with Salah being away. 
Um, but before we finish up, I just want us to briefly touch on because we've got a lot going on, you know, as much as we're, we're in all the competitions we possibly can be and competing for all of them. Um, tomorrow or today, when you're listening, um, we are up against Fulham at eight o'clock, um, away at Fulham, and we are going to be facing potentially if we if we're able to at least get a draw or a win or not lose too badly. I'm going to be playing against Chelsea, who are currently 6-1 up against Middlesbrough. Um, absolutely slapping the life out of them. Um, yeah, we could be facing them in Wembley um, next month. I'm going to come to you, Manny. Um, what are your thoughts on the game tomorrow and how do you think we're going to set up? Do you, do you want us, you want some people to get some rest or mm. do you want us to go full gung-ho? As, we, as we're not going to have a game for and until this weekend. I was going to say, is it, um, this weekend that we play again? Is, is that yeah, like, yeah. yeah. We, 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 it's FA Cup. Yeah, Norwich. Oh, okay, FA Cup. Okay, okay. Well, well, to be fair, considering it's the FA Cup, and obviously, oh, I'm going to say no disrespect to Norwich because we always slap them, to be fair. So, <laughs> yeah. um, we, we probably can save that game to, to rotate a bit more. I think this one, um, secure the secure the game. Um, obviously, go there ready to, to fight because I'm feeling about a full week's rest. And obviously they've been building up for this game. Um, and it's their probably their first opportunity for a final when God knows. I don't know, last time I saw Fulham in a final. So they're probably gonna throw the kitchen sink at it. And I think we need to be ready for that. So, and obviously it's a case where the Carabao Cup's always a cool trophy because when you get to the last stages of it, you kind of like just stumble your way to the final stages and then you find yourself in the final and then it's just an early chance to win a trophy, which is just always good for morale. So I think we should kind of just go hell for level for that. Um, in terms of how we set up, I think it's this interesting one because I, th- I think they probably will start Konsa. I don't know if they want Kanate playing again a few days after. Obviously, he's getting a bit more consistent now, Kanate, with the games. Obviously, touch wood, that continues. But... I think they might actually want a blood in concert. I think Van Dyke's now in his bag where he, he can just play every game. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. they only rest him if he really needs to. Um, Bradley, obviously, that guy's in good form. I'd say keep playing him. Um, he's really deputising us for Trent right now. And then, yeah. um, obviously, I think Gomez is another one. Like, obviously, as much as you'd think that he would have broken down once in this period, but guy's been robust, man. Like, he's mm-hmm. really filling in um, everywhere across the back. So, I think he might be good to play. And then after that's the midfield, because I don't know about grabbing Bash. I don't know what you guys think, but he played well again when he came on against Bournemouth. And I liked, like, his touches and that. Um, but in terms of for... Um, the Fulham game, I think they're an aggressive team, you know, and he, he's going to need to be really, really aggressive and really, really sharp. Um, otherwise, you know, the game could pass him by. And Jones, I don't know if he's, Jones is back. I think they said um, his injury might be precautionary. Um, yeah. So that's, oh, that's good. It's really, really good because that would have been scary. You know, that guy, like, didn't speak too much about him, but he's another player that was wicked against Bournemouth. The form he's showing right now is so, so impressive. Um, but I don't know if I would, um, if he's feeling any tightness on the hamstring, I don't know if I would involve him too much. Mm. Um, but, but yeah, apart from that, the front three, obviously Gapo is going to be in there. He deserves to get some game time. Hopefully he can, he's been our like Minamino this season when it comes to the Carabao Cup, man. Like he's been getting us through to these stages. So hopefully he can do the business. And yeah, just the options up front, like um, it could be any of them at the end of the day. Like I don't even know. I can tell you who he, who will play besides that. He might, he might, he might introduce like Cade Gordon, um, give him a start because of course we're going to need to rest a few players. Like I think Nunez, even though we just it's been eleven days, he probably will get rested because he will play in the FA Cup. So maybe Kate mm-hmm. Gordon can get a start. Who knows? 
Yeah, I, I would. I would like. I think obviously the the youngsters on our team. Obviously, when you see them on the bench, sometimes it's, it's easy to be apprehensive. But I think a lot of them are showing when they come onto the field. Like we, we should give them a bit more credit. Um, they've got a lot of quality and they've got a lot of confidence as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, I would like to see like a player like from um, big hopes, um, like Kay Gordon, for example, um, or or even as I say, the the fullback Beck, for example, if they want to give. Gomez a bit of rest. They brought him back, and I thought he looked nice against Bournemouth. You know, what I mean, I like the way yeah. um he was taking the ball. He looked pretty technically sound, similar to Bradley. So yeah, these are guys that I, I I actually don't I'm not scared of them featuring. I think they can handle um such occasions. Um, so yeah, obviously you need to be careful because there weren't any more injuries. Um, so maybe a bit more rotation. Yeah. Mm. Cool. Um, yeah. glad I'm gonna come to you. Um. How 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 serious do you think we should take this fixture? Do you think we should introduce? Uh, okay, speak on it. Yeah, no, no, very. Um, I think yeah, the Norwich game on Sunday is the one we need to look to rest players, man. You know, mm-hmm. what I mean, we we need to make sure we get to the final tomorrow. Like as simple as that, man. I don't. The, all those young kids, forget them, man. Everyone's <laughs> fit. Play the strongest team you could possibly play. And then, yeah, when we do a full, because listen, full of full, listen, it's, what is it? Is it 2 1 or 1 0? 1 0 or 2 1? 3 1. 2 1. Yeah, 2 1. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, so it's 2 1. So there's only one goal in it. Fulham at home, um, as many touched on, you know what I mean? The, the, this, could, this could be their first final in how long? How many dusty decade years that they've been wanting, man? Like, they're going to be all on it. I can't be going there rolling over and playing these young guys. We need to play the best team possible. The only possible change that I can see that can hold their own is Kwanzaa. He can hold his own. So if you bring him in for Kanate, because obviously the um you know Kanate's fitness sometimes is a bit sketchy. Yeah. yeah. You bring on if you bring him in for that, that's the only change I can look at. Um yeah um Elliot going back to Fulham, he'd want to play. Jones mm-hmm. is the only one probably maybe precautionary so Jones for Graham and Birch. Other than Graham and Birch and Kwanzaa Exact same team I'm going for, man. So no Gapo up front. No, 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 no. Those you go. Gapo don't need to play. Well, this thing Gapo could play, but then I think you know you're better off start with the same front three. See how the game's going to be on Gapo because Norwich on on Sunday at home is a is, it should be a walkover and a CFA Cup. Mm-hmm. So the main thing is tomorrow let Nunes start. Jota's in great form. The only one about coming for actually you might be right. I might, maybe Diaz. He's in indifferent form, you know what I mean? Okay. But we need to play. No, no, I don't want to see no K Gordon, Sacho, <laughs> Sacho Bob looking trims tomorrow, brother. See that? Yeah. I need to All see. Right. You know what I mean? The proper team. Okay, fair enough. And now I'm going to come to you. Um, are you looking more towards this game than we are towards the FA Cup um, on the weekend? Hundred percent. Yeah, I think because there's a final. Yep. literally at reach I think tomorrow we have to take it very very seriously and like we um Glam said there's only one goal in it that's literally nothing away from home so we should take it seriously and then Norwich play the kids because I think Norwich is at home as well so we've got that home advantage so yeah that's what that should be the plan and I think that's what Klopp is going to do and um like Manny said as well he made a very good point he said about morale and that's what helped us in the season when we nearly won the quadruple is because we won that first trophy. And I think you could see the morale boost. Everyone was so gassed and was like, oh my God, like, you know, let's let's keep going. I remember yeah. we said they'd even celebrate. They just sort of like had a little boogie in the changing rooms and then it was back to business yeah. straight away. So I think 
have with the new players we've got, it will be kind of a nice taste for them to see what it's like winning silverware with Liverpool. I think that could also be a catalyst. If we were to win the league, it could be a catalyst to what makes us win the league. Like I said, a big if, guys. I'm not getting carried away. That's great, <laughs> that out there because I ain't getting clipped if we don't win it. Yeah, because it almost got you. But it's for our side. Yeah, I mean, winning the first trophy that'll give you a uh, you you kind of you kind of forget how massive that could be in mm-hmm. terms of, like do yeah. you know what I mean was yeah, it's a great point great point about that for sure no because it is something that clubs in the past have said like Man City have said it um and they're quite they they're quite experienced in winning the league cup and 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 the league itself um I remember Chelsea saying it as well and Mourinho saying that this cup is so important because once you win this cup you get that that taste for winning and you, yep. you just want to maintain that throughout the whole season. And Sorry, also another point that just came to my head. Mm-hmm. I always used to say as well, one thing I used to rate Chelsea before they became, before this new ownership is, even if they didn't have a good season, they always came away with silverware. Yep. And that's kind of what... Even now, they're in the final. Do you know what I mean? That's what kind of kept them on that pedestal. And I kind of rated rate that, like, when you're not having a good season, still have silverware, because that's what merits a good season at the end of the day. So Mm -hmm. I'm kind of like, even if we don't win the league, let's just win the trophy, because it's a cup at the end of the day. And that adds to the accolades of Klopp and the club and the team. And that's not a bad thing at the end of the day. Absolutely. It's not a bad thing at all. It's not a bad thing at all. Well, guys, that's all for today. Because, you know, we've spoken about all we need to speak about. I would like to thank you all for joining me tonight to record our podcast for the lovely listeners. And I would like to thank our lovely listeners for listening in for this long. Thank you for sticking with us. And we will speak to you soon. Peace. Later. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.